Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Ham. Yeah, howdy ho. And your host Hamish. Uh, Forty twenty has pulled a Tom Travoyevich and has gone missing in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to have him back next week. Uh, but anyway, let's jump straight into it. So Eels 28, the Knights 20, try scorers Wonga Blake, Mitch Moses, a double to Ferguson, and Will Penasini going over to seal the game, um, although it was a penalty try. Um, but, you know, don't tackle a guy without the ball two metres out from the try line. Uh, exactly it. <clears throat> let's look through those stats. 55% possession. We completed for Newcastle completing 34 or 38, so both hitting that 89% completion rate. At points, it was at 100. It was in, insane, the the um the ability to hold onto the ball from both teams. I, I think in the first half, Newcastle were 100 and we had only uh, yeah, dropped in, one set. In, in, insane um, completion rates, for especially for finals, where I thought both teams were a little bit nervous at times to start off in that first 20-minute period. So that they were able to retain possession was incredible. Um we outgained Newcastle by about 400-odd metres, uh, an extra 200 post-contact metres, five line breaks to four, 28 tackle breaks apiece. Uh, we had more kick return metres, average playable speed both at three seconds. They've stopped putting in the point whatever after, so um, yeah, they must have noticed the disparities and decided to, to skip out on including the um, decimal places. Um, oh, I've got it here, us 3.26, oh, wow. Newcastle 3.27. Um, let's have a look. So New- that's probably it's probably why we didn't win as much by as much. We used to yes. over four seconds. Uh, Newcastle making an extra thirty odd tackles, twenty eight missed tackles apiece. We had three ruck infringements to the Knights five. Uh, we had one inside ten to the Knights nil. We conceded three penalties to Newcastle's two, eight errors apiece, and that's about where it wraps up um, overall. All right, so Birdie, I'll start off with you, mate. How, how did you see a, an awful start to the game, kick out on the full, followed by uh, one of the easier tries you'll see in the league with um, that right edge defence caught inside uh, Ferguson and, and Penasini caught it marker uh, for an easy try down that, that edge. How did you see it after that, there, Birdie? Oh, mate. First of all, I just want to say, I, as soon as the ball went out, I was thinking, surely we don't go out after one week. But, you know, it was good to see. Um, and then also we could see the first try. I was like, yep, they're not on. Either they you know, they think they were going to turn up and win easily. But I'm, I'm glad that the boys fought back. Um, we, you know, it's ironic. Besides the first kick, we actually kicked well in the conditions, you know. Like, we pinned them. We pinned them down. Um, you know, we kicked the... We kicked um, we kicked low into the corners and um, yeah. Got a bit more to add, Birdie, or or, or that's it. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I just got some. Um, someone just came into my room, so <laughs> I just had to mute the mic for a sec. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I actually, I was, I was glad. You know, Mitch Moses. Once again, this is like uh, Mitch Moses' team. You know, like um, you know, we say, oh, it's Gufferson's team. You know, he's being a captain, but let's be honest, Mitch Moses. Um, uh, it's his best performance. All year, I'd say, and probably his best uh, semi-final performance. And yeah, the forwards, man, that that was that was a difference. Our forward pack was way better than theirs, you know. And like, I wish Ray Stone had um a better passing game because he'll be the ultimate hooker. Like he was cutting people in half. And I'm just, you know, I wish we could, you know, like as I said, he had a better passing game, you know. But it's just, I'm just so glad um they fought back and. Like, Knights had some easy tries. Let's be honest, their tries were pretty easy. You know, one was a shocking uh, Shepherd or whatever they call it, you know, obstruction play. The other was just a great pass from Ponga. And I said, we said last, I said last week, the difference, you know, it's Ponga versus Moses, essentially. 
Ponga is a Ponga was the best player. Ponga is if you if you name the two teams, Ponga is the best player out there. He's a state of origin uh, fullback. You know he could play for Australia one day. And but the difference is, um, you know he tried his best, and we were just you know we were just that much better than them. And you know deservedly we you know we won the game. So yeah, Sam, how did you say? Yeah, I think um, to add on to what Birdie said there, Mitchell Moses' best game. A lot of the plaudits have come from his running game, which you could see from the very start. His first thought was to run the ball, and um, it was fantastic. I hope that he continues it uh, for this week, and Dylan Brown takes note and goes, I need to run the ball, because with the way our forwards were rolling, having that uh, half running with the footwork just in behind the line could be uh, very fruitful for us. But I thought it was Mitchell Moses' kicking game, and it's it's been a big point, a big positive for him. But as Birdie said, he was kicking into the corners, and I thought he kicked better kicking into the wind than again than except uh, for those first couple of kicks that yeah <laughs> kicking into yeah first couple ones when he was putting them up in the air. But then he realised I got to kick low, I got to kick hard, and then you know you pin him in the corners there, or you get him just out of the in goal. And that's really where our forwards just went. All right, we're going to move up quick. And we're going to absolutely smash him. And if it wasn't for uh, Murata's late hit, um, oh, there was a couple of other things there. But Murata's late hit led to their second try. Um, they they just they were not going to get in a position to score until they got that penalty. Um, well, same as the first try. I don't think I think we would have pinned them down there half if it wasn't for the kick out on the full. Um, there was just a couple of errors there that um, led Newcastle to scoring points. They scored points very easily, which is uh, something we need to fix, uh, something disappointing to see, considering that, um, you know, we have, I won't say fix the defensive errors, but they've been better. Um, and I think that our lack of uh, scoring points, is my, I love Ray. I think he might be my favourite player, Ray Stone. He's just goes out there. There was an article about him today where he said, um, if I have the opportunity, I'll hit him hard. I'm pretty sure that every tackle that he makes is hard. He gets him right around, right around the ribs, and he drives in the shoulder, and it's it's really good, effective tackling technique. Because I, I understand that there's wrestle and got to wrap up the ball, but if you want players not to run at you, that's you copy what Ray Stone does. There was a point in the second half there. Mitch Barnett looked up, saw Ray Stone, went off his left, and went, "I'm not going near." Not going near this bloke because he's just going. He's going to smash me. So you know. He's, but I think yeah, just in attack, um, we lost a little bit there. And luckily that Mitchell Moses was on his game because um, that sort of made up a little bit for Stony throwing out a dummy half. Another um, player to shout out, <clears throat> Regan Campbell Gillard, especially in that second stint, he was um, otherworldly. Sitting Tyson Frizzell down, and I know Tyson probably shouldn't have been out there after that head knock. But you know, who are we to? Um, talk over the the opinion of the doctor, but still, um, uh, Junior Paulo also had a good stint. Yes, he was out before yeah, he hit the it, ground. it wasn't good. Um, but you know, th- that's up to the NRL to take issue with that if they do. Um, as I, but yeah, just on Reg, I was actually surprised that um, to read that he only made just over a hundred meters because it seemed like every time he was taking the ball up. He had uh, post-contact meters, but more importantly, he had pre-contact meters. So the defensive line weren't coming towards him. He was going into the defensive line eight, nine meters away and then powering through. And then, again, only 28 tackles. But like Stoney, all 28 of those tackles would have stung and they would have hurt. And yeah, that's I think that was the main uh, difference between the two squads on the weekend was the, 
the uh, the line speed, um, us leading. Um, obvious taf- tactic that we have been playing around for the last couple of weeks is that kick deep, pin them in the corners, and then make them carry it out. And as you t- guys both touched on, just a couple of unfortunate errors just released the pressure valve a couple of times. Um, I was going to throw uh, our friend Will Smith into the sea with that charge down attempt. That was ridiculous. <laughs> they were kicking from like their 30 metre line after we'd pinned them again. Um, and that was about the third or fourth tackle. And you could just sense that we were almost ready to break them at that point. And it's um, a credit to Newcastle for hanging on um, so dearly in that game. But yeah, just some of those just little lapses. Um, where this, the higher percentage play would have been required, and, and I think we could have run away with that game um, a little easier. But I think it took everything... that Newcastle put everything that they had in that game and still came up short against probably one of our efforts that wasn't... was was pretty, pretty good effort, but probably not our best yet. Yeah, they, are, they only look dangerous. Look, I'm not going to say the referee managed them back in, but let's be honest, until they had like a set restart, they were going nowhere. So it, it just um, shows you like... Um, like there's, a, there's a class there's a, there's a class between the two teams you know the difference and like we don't have to rely on like the set resets are like you know they're like godsend you know would love them but we don't have to have them to win a game and um yeah that's the only time I was ever nervous to be honest like um even when Ponga was at the back you know um as second receiver like I was confident the team was uh, the players were going to catch um you no know, tackle him and don't rush up but yeah like even Bradman Best like you know he's up against Will Pinasini he's had his what fifth game fourth game and you know he just literally had him in his pocket and made that flick my god that's like the fact he didn't throw forward was a massive positive but like just to you know defend one player off and then to flick it like it's just uh, that's that's something you don't expect from a guy you know fourth uh, fourth game in his career you know 19 year old and yeah in a finals um, situation it was, it was pretty good the uh, the camera didn't pick it up I didn't even realise we scored until um, uh, Newcastle had uh, until Fergo went over and I went oh He's gotten the ball away there. Yeah, I think one frustrating thing, which was a deliberate tactic of Newcastle, was to use every single stoppage and extend it as long as possible. And I understand that you've got to sort of put player welfare first, but when it's such a deliberate tactic, especially with their big forward pack, which was obviously blowing pretty hard throughout the majority of the match, um, the, the referee, client should have stepped in and done something a little bit more, like that Frizzell part at the end of the game where he was sitting down ready for the line dropout and then took an age to, to come off when he was told he had to be interchanged or sit out the next set. Uh, That's just a clear delaying tactic to allow Newcastle to get back um, on steady on their feet. Isn't isn't the rules if the if the trainer asks for the game to be stopped he has to the player has to go off for two minutes isn't that the rule I think the it's when there's a year, I think or? it's when it's am I just imagining something like that from from a goal line dropout as opposed to uh, it's when there's like a shot clock or something like a scrum or or something like that I think um, yeah they they have to they sit on the sideline for two minutes or they have to be interchanged then and okay that's the rule Ashley Klein should have explained that to Newcastle. And then he should have said, all right, I've explained it to you once. You've now got 30 seconds to make your decision. After that, it's a penalty to Parramatta if he doesn't go off or there's an interchange. And then, but instead, he just stood around looking at them, explaining the rule a hundred times to them. And then they looked at him like he was a friggin' stunned mullet. Look, I get, so, I get if someone has literally had a head knock, you know, you got to take your you know, due diligence and you know, take them off. But the Frizzell first one, he was on his back. Literally, and he stays on, but then he comes off two minutes later. Like, I, like it was a clear tactic. You, they had what is it, four or five stoppages for HIAs, and I'm thinking this is this is a rot. And I said to my brother, the funny thing is, I said to him, Frizzell looked like he was knocked out. 
and I go, he passed it. And it, um, Brody Jones looked, you know, inconspicuous or, you know, like, you know, it looked nothing. And he failed his test. I said to him, I bet you any money, the one that doesn't look like a knockout, he'll be, he'll be ruled out. And, you know, I was right. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a clear tactic. And, um, it's the first time I've seen it. Newcastle have sort of been doing it throughout the year. And, and it is quite a deliberate tactic. But, yeah, it's something that the NRL needs to get that balance between player safety and clear, um, break. Well, I wouldn't say breaking of the rules, but, clear bending of the rules um, because manipulation I think that's the word of the week actually manipulation because it's optics when you see someone like looked like Frizzell was he got up he was knocked out before he hit the ground he got up he stumbled ran into his own player did know where to stand defensively that looks bad when you're watching it if you're a neutral you see that you go he's knocked out he shouldn't be back and then all of a sudden uh, Brady Jones comes off for HIA Tyson Frizzell goes back on in 10 minutes or something like that uh, that uh, it doesn't look good. Okay, he may have passed, but it just it didn't look good. Yeah. Um. Other players to to highlight. I thought Hayes Dunster took some really hard carries out of our end, and and for some for, for the size of him, he doesn't seem like he should be like. He, he seems to get a couple of little post contact meters where, you know, other wingers we've had of his size. Think of Bevan French. He's a bit bigger than Bevan French, but like getting pulled back for five ten meters, whereas Hayes just seems to power through. It's really. A credit to him for his hard work. Um, I thought Junior Paulo had an outstanding game. Um, Nathan Brown was good in his stint, but obviously picked up that injury earlier and didn't stay out there for very long. Uh, Will Smith. It felt like Junior didn't. Yeah, I know. Go off the so field. 64 minutes, he was on there for the majority. Oh, it says he played because I just said, "Oh, there's Junior again. Oh, he's still playing. Oh, he's finishing the game off. Oh, so you know, very good minutes from uh, the big man and." Um, yeah, yeah we'll, um, we'll get to the judiciary in a sec, but uh, Will Smith, I thought he came on and he seemed to lively up things from dummy half. You can see that he's he's more engaging with the line than Ray Stone, who's more of a shovel shovel player. Um, but Will, uh, I, I think he probably got a bit too cute at times there, especially with that charge down. And there was a play before that where he, he got a bit cute um, and almost came up with an error. And I think that's why BA decided to go back to Ray pretty quickly after that. <laughs> Because um, Will probably got a bit too excited within himself. Um, and I thought when Bryce came on, he looked f- fairly dangerous, although it was only limited minutes. Um, but but for that, Mitch Moses' standout game, um, I think everybody's criticised him for being able to manage the big moments before and falling away in big games. But I thought in this game, he was the main man. He stood up, not just in putting that try on, not just in setting up a couple of other tries, but also just the game management expert aspects. Uh, Ham, you touched on his long kicking game, um, but I thought in that last 15-20 minute period um, when the game was in the balance it was Mitch who was asking for the ball constantly asking for it and I know Dill Brown is going to cop more flack for, for not really standing up but it, it, it was his halves partner who wanted to dictate terms in this game and really took uh, took it head on and you know when he's coming up against a premiership winner and an origin winner in um, uh, well I guess Moses is also an origin series winner um, in um, oh, I forgot, uh, Mitch Pearce on the other side I thought he was clearly head and shoulders above um, yeah, I'm just having a look through now. Uh, Moses, according to Champion Data, had 79 touches of the ball. If you're a non-hooker position, or just let's say halves, he touched the ball. Um, I think Cleary has the next most with 71. So that's the sort of level of involvement that we had from Mitch on the weekend. 
Yeah, there was that really nice kick he put in with about 10 minutes to go, which pinned Newcastle in their end and was really that catalyst for that last 10 minutes where we just pinned Newcastle down their end and they didn't look likely to come out at all, um, and which finally led to the repeat set um, and, and the, the eventual um, penalty try. Um, penalty tried definitely. Um, the rule, the rule being Gutherson, it, you know, it's a rule, it's a shit rule, um, to be honest. But uh, even if the ball touched the ground first, it's not a drop if he intended to kick. And I thought it was pretty clear that he intended to kick it, um, even though he sort of slings with his left leg afterwards. Um, but it's 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 a very it's clear, clear that he's going try. for a grubber. It's very clear that he's going for a grubber kick. Uh, it happens to bounce beforehand, and then uh, he kicks it again. So. And then I saw someone say uh, um, the rule is that um, they have to be cert- the ref- the video referee has to be uh, in their opinion think the person was going to score a try. And then they said, "Well, how can you be certain?" I said, "Well, I thought, well, how, you know, any penalty try in the past is you know you can't be certain that they're going to score. Anything could happen. They could they could shit themselves. They could literally shit themselves. Uh, a sniper could have come from the top. A bird could have done something to you know." Anything could happen. So, you know, just settle down. It's a penalty try. Stop listening to Shane Flanagan. Stop listening to Cooper Cronk. They're crisis merchants. It's a penalty try. Yeah, two metres out. He's going to dive on the ball and go straight over. There's nobody near him. Pong has well overread it and gone the other way. Um, there's nobody within two or three metres of him. I think it's pretty clear penalty try. Or even try. if it isn't. And if it's not... It's a sin bin. Yeah. And then yep. we're up against Newcastle, 12 players, two minutes ago. And they're completely gassed as well. Yeah, I think the, I think your driver penalty try like that's like the lesser punishment, you know. Like it's just I don't know, people are just stupid. They don't know the rules. Like okay, they might have changed the rule after this. Okay, well for going forward, that's that's a that's a drop, you know, an error. But while that's in the book, it's the same thing. If you kick it, kick the ball into the referee in in the attacking half, you know, you get the ball back. You know, how can you say it's deliberate or not? Like it's just there's certain rules and. Yeah, that's just that's just in the rule book, you know. And until that gets changed, um, I don't think anyone's uh, exploiting that because how can you control? Like I'm no halfback, but how can you control um, how much, um, how like how far you kick it when you drop kick it? You know, like so. Yeah, it's not a tactic, but uh, it's just unfortunate. All right. Yep. Oh, also, did did anyone uh, mention the uh, the brilliant offensive line move from oh. Suwasu Su on Moses? He literally pancaked him and. I don't, I don't know how that's not a penalty. Like, how, they can come back for what Junior Paulo does, but they can't come back to that. I don't get... I seriously do not get how the bunker Sue chooses... Really lucky to if we could ask about Suaso Sue. Yeah, he's very lucky to still be out there, especially after that crocodile roll. That was... That's disgusting. There was also... You, go, you know, he... Sorry, yeah. oh, sorry I was just going to say, I remember a few years back, he literally kneed Tim Mann in the head once when he was at the Tigers and knocked out Tim Mann. It was, one of, it was one of those Easter games that we lost. So he has a bit of grubbiness in him, you know. Maybe that's probably why they signed him, but yeah, it's not a good look. Well, there was also... He had three incidents to Asosu. He had um, leading... Up, oh, before the Wanga Blake try, Mitchell Moses runs to the line. Um, he Going in for a tackle, I think it's a legal tackle, but uh, his shoulder makes contact with Mitchell Moses' head. Um, that's it's a you know if you don't want to call a penalty you're missing in the game fair enough but go back for the for the um, on report which they didn't do didn't get cited by the MRC um, the, obviously the crocodile roll which is to, that's a sin bin or a send off there he's there's nothing there to say that he's not trying to injure a player he's got his leg and he's doing a curt angle on he's doing the ankle lock on it. 
if he had both legs, you can argue, oh, he's trying to get the guy to grab, but why leg. Why only have one leg and twist it? Like, you know, if i got one leg and the other leg is stationary, yeah. you know you're going to do damage. Like, you can't... And then the third uh, one... Oh, well. All week, we heard about uh, Bennett going to the NRL and saying that Penrith run a blocker to give Cleary more time to kick. All week, we heard it in the press. In the press. And then Sawaso Sue sees Mitchell Moses coming to put pressure on him, runs directly at him, knocks him over, and nothing. That's It was one of the most obvious penalties you could have in a game, and they don't blow it, and I don't know why. Do they Do they not care? Like it's, yeah, it's Anyway, Parramatta won. That's a more important thing. Very much so, <clears throat> and we're very glad for it. So, um, All right, well, to wrap that up, the Eels get through to next week. Uh, the, oh, can we yeah. talk about Isaiah Papali'i, please? Sorry. Just yeah, Ice is very on. good. Oh, just you know, there was a bit. There was a few question marks from people. Um, him coming off the bench. Uh, I, I know last week we discussed that you, you could pop up in the middle on the edges. I, I personally liked it. And then you see the numbers that he puts up: 183 meters from 20 runs, 35 tackles. That's all. To me, the perfect forward game is 200 meters, 40 tackles. He nearly does it off the bench in 57 minutes or something. It puts Sean Lane's numbers to. Um embarrassing because like Lane played 13 minutes longer and he had a third of those uh, stats like that's what I was worried with him on the bench he's not going to be explosive and we're not going to see as much impact but mate he you know it looks like he started and it's just that's why going forward do you think he's a starting edge or is he like um, a prop off the bench like that's why his game is so versatile and you know he deserves to be upgraded uh, and being paid um, respectively you know and that's the thing you know because a lot of people go it's there is an honour to be in the starting 13, but the bench is so important nowadays to either continue that role on or change the momentum of a game. Isaiah can do I mean, he does it at the start of a game, but he can do it off the bench. He can still play 60 minutes plus off the bench. You can still work your way around that. And I just think, you know, I like him off the bench because you've got Junior and Reg starting, really setting the tone there. And then you bring Ice on, and boy, that'd be hard to stop. I wouldn't want to defend that. Because then you see those two go off. You go, oh, might get some reprieve here. And then you got Isaiah Papaliti running at me, the nugget. And you go, oh, shit, I've got to tackle him now. All right. Well, I think we can wrap up that game there. We're through. So what's this? The Is this the fourth time in since 2017 we're through to the second week of the finals? So um, we've got to get over this hump coming up this uh, coming weekend, which we'll touch on in a minute. Um, but let's look at some of the other results. Storm absolutely trounced Seagulls 40-12. to Um yeah, as we mentioned at the outset, uh, Tom Travojevic, is he better than uh, 2012 Ben Barber? Is he better than Hain 09? Uh, the answer is he's better than neither. <laughs> I just think with the new rule, it, you just with the new rules, you can't really compare. It's like uh, swimming with the super suit era. You know, it's just, it's a, the rules have created so that players like Tom, and he's doing very, he's still the best player in this part of the competition, but to judge it on past eras, I, I don't know, because... It's it's like they're saying Garrick's a better winger than El Masri. I still think El Masri's one of the greatest of all time. Who, who said because, Garrick's better like, than El Masri? He scored more points in, uh, because he eclipsed his uh, most points in the season. They said he's like um, one of the best. Oh, he's got he's he's better than El Masri. He's a cheap. Oh my Masri, goodness! So who, somebody's got some rocks in their head. Yeah, exactly. Like I think though, yeah. I, I don't want to put disrespect on him, but 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 were they Tigers supporters by any chance? 
<laughs> oh no, they're too busy uh, complaining oh, about uh, how many yeah, articles have been yeah, written about them. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, well, on Moses' uh, <laughs> flat track bully week one, you know, like we had it, we had the easiest. Draw, I was going like, to say yeah. the people that didn't see El Magic play, he was it was a small winger, but boy, he was reliable for those doggies. He was so clutch. He was one of the most clutch yeah. gold kickers you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and if Gar- you know if Garrick can do that for his whole career, score three hundred points a game, or oh, not a game, a season. You know, he might get close. Because, like, they're saying Turbo is um, could be one of the best fullbacks. So you're telling me he's had a better career thus far than, than Snake? Like, I think Subert's one of the greatest manly players I've ever seen. You know, And I don't like praise in manly players, but he was, like, damaging his whole career. And just that's why I think, like, it's just people yeah. get a bit carried away with this manly team this year. You know, they started 0-4. They had an easier straw. They had the Cronulla Shark straw from last year. So they're just getting a bit carried I away. I think it's a bit of this, recency you know? bias, too. Saying, but, oh, and they're also saying um, Ola Kalatu is a better uh, back rower than Papali, better signing. Like, come on, just I think you need to get off Twitter, Birdie. <laughs> yeah, I deleted it a while ago. I've like, oh. I only have it on the PC at the moment. So, um, delete delete social media off your phone. You'll feel better. Um, all right, other other games. Uh, Roosters just edging out the Titans. There, uh, Harper. He's going to be thinking. No, not Harper. Oh. Sorry. Um, what's his name? Yeah, Herbert, rather. Harper for Manly, Herbert for Titans. Yeah, he's going to be thinking about that for a long time. There was four options he could have taken. He could have passed on the inside to Fafita, who probably scores. He could have passed a little bit earlier to Corey Thompson, who scores. He could have taken the tackle. There was still 30 seconds to go, so they probably score after that. And there was a fourth option of him going into a tackle, offloading over the sideline. That's the one he chose, and that's the wrong one. So, But I'll tell you... Jaden Campbell, he's too good for the Titans. He needs to go to a good club now. He's he's too good for that club. All right, and then on to the second Saturday game, Penrith 10, Rabbitoh 16. Um, it just felt like Penrith were going to win this. Um, at least I felt like it all second half, but Rabbitoh somehow managed to, to hang on. They just frustrated them. Like It was just in through the middle. They just beat them and then, you know, they didn't give Cleary any room. They didn't give Luai any room. Um yeah, and also I thought they shut down Brian Toto pretty well, so that's that's the way you got to beat Penrith. Yeah, Staines is a liability in that team. You know, he's too small, and um, like you know, he could, one day he could be good, but he was just being targeted. Like he got literally ran over by a Gagai, and that set up uh, Walker's try. Like, yeah, look, okay, South and Mitchell, Latron Mitchell, but they got a massive pack, you know, and a pack you know full of quality players like Jai Arrow, Cameron Murray, like um, uh. Col- Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like at the end of the day, it just shows you four packs when you get when you championships. And um, you know, just because they're missing um, the troll, they bashed the Penrith well, pack. So. Listen to some of these numbers for yeah. Penrith forward pack: Fisher Harris seventy nine meters, uh, Kurt Capel fifty three meters. I didn't, but I think he went off with a HIA, maybe. Um, anyway, Spencer Lenu forty three meters, Tavita Pangai Junior forty five meters, Lee Martin forty six, Matt Eisenhut thirty five. That's that's where I don't know how, but Viliami kick. Raystone softened the mark. Viliami kick made the most meters in the Penrith forward pack. That's that goes to show you the sort of dominance that South Sydney had in that middle part. That's the way to beat Penrith. You just got to get in there. I know we'll talk about it in a second. The pre- actually we'll talk. About, I'll wait for the preview. I'll wait for the preview. All right. Well, the last thing to come out of our match uh, in the news section is the Chargers against Junior against uh, Murata and also against uh, Wonga Blake. Wonga Blake having nothing to answer uh, from the MRC. And Junior and Murata both getting fines. Murata uh, aiming for a downgrade of that fine, just, I think, in terms of carryover points. Um, 
but they'll be very uh, junior and, and Murata. I think everybody after the game was thinking we're going to be missing them for at least a week. So the footy gods have smiled upon us and uh, the MRC has said, let the boys play. He's got to be careful, Murata, because you know that's a bit stupid what he did. And he's, he's slowly creeping into the Heverington um, and Victor Radley uh, territory where any type of charges, he's missing points. So he doesn't have to go out and hit you know, he hit the halfback after he passed it. Just be smarter. Like we get, like you just, just play smarter. That's what you got to tell him because, you know, he got lucky. You know, and I'm a, I'm a massive Murata fan. He's my boy, but he just does. Lately, he's been doing yeah, stupid shit. He does shit have that, lately, a bit so. of that in his game, and he, he does need to clean it up. So hopefully, you know, he he takes this one as a as a, I got very lucky there, and he, and he stamps that out of his game because he's he's does have a long rap sheet in the last couple of years, and that's something he really needs to work on. Yeah, he did look pretty filthy with himself after. Uh, he gave away the penalty, so hopefully he remembers that. But um, I'm not a religious person, but after this week, I, I might I might start praying to the footy gods and start believing in them because that's oh, unbelievable. No. I don't know how. Footy gods are there, whether or not you believe in them. I don't know how they got away with that. I don't know how. It was it was divine intervention. Very thankful. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's look on to this upcoming weekend of action. So the, there's some shitty game taking place on Friday, Seagulls and Roosters. Who gives a fuck? Um, Roosters, uh, Roosters will probably belt the Seagulls. Uh, they had a shit round last week, and um, oh, but they're missing a couple of people, aren't they? Yeah, I think Verrills was out, wasn't he? Oh, Verrills. Oh no, no, Verrills is uh, he's he's fighting at the judiciary. He's chart. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be in. But that Roosters team, just looking through it, it's not it's not the worst looking team you've ever seen. Like I know they're pretty light on in the halves, but, um, but I mean, when you still got Tedesco, you still got. Tupo, Josh Morris, Angus Crichton, Graves, Angus Crichton, yeah, uh, Tupanua. Still a very good team. It's still a good team. They're packed. They're packed, man. Like their back row of Crichton and Tupanua, man. They're just you know, it's, they work they're hard, but they're also impact. They're all, this, yeah. Oh yeah, and like you got Sam Walker off the bench, so he could you know break it open. It could be you know a slog, um, you know grind. He could just break it open in the last ten yeah, minutes. I think so. if um, the manly no, forwards to- turn up like they did uh, in the first week, Roosters run right through them. All right, then on to the main uh, match of the round. Panthers second, Eels sixth. Uh, Panthers sitting at $1.22 favourites in this game. Let's have a look at that team list. For Penrith, at fullback, Dylan Edwards returns. Stephen Crichton and Brian To'o on the wings. Paul Momorowski and Matt Burton in the centres. In the halves, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary at prop is Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris. Apisai Coruscant at hooker. Second row is Villami Kikau, Kurt Capewell and Isaiah Yo at lock. On the bench, Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Liam Martin. Extended bench is Spencer Lenu, uh, Tago, Naden and sorry, Tyrone May. And then for the Eels at fullback and captain Clinton Gutherson on the wings, Hayes Dunster, Blake Ferguson in the centres, Will Penasini, Wonga Blake. Uh, in the halves, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo are the starting props. Ray Stone uh, returns at hooker um, and it looks like an extended uh break for Lusick. Um, do we reckon if we were to get through, he could play next week or we might just roll with a, a hot hand of Ray Stone and Will Smith? No, I think you have to bring Joey back. Okay. You can't. You need that. You need the dummy. You need dummy half expertise going into finals. Okay. Second row, Sean Lane right in there. Corey, Nathan Brown at lock and then the interchange bench is Will Smith, Isaiah Papali'i, Bryce Cartwright and Ryan Madison gets a return. And then the extended bench, Makahesi Makatoa, Oregon Kafusi, Tom Opacic, and Jake Arthur. Um, so just looking at Penrith's lineup, um, unfortunately, uh, the Ferrari has been put back in the garage um, in Charlie Staines. He's been having a couple of Barry Crockers lately. Um, but Stephen Crichton playing at wing, I thought he was more out-and-out centre. 
Yeah, he's been playing wing um, sort of the back half of this season and they've been saying, oh, he's got a roving role like Tom Trevojevic did in Origin and all this sort of stuff. No, he's a winger. He's going to stay on the wing. He's not doing any of that. He's not good enough to do that. Um, but playing he's fullback still, last still week, very I guess. Athletic. Yeah. yeah, still very athletic player. Um, all right, well, let's look to our lineup. So, uh, Makahesi Makatoa going back to the extended bench and Ryan Madison coming in in the 17. Do we expect uh, uh, Madison to... I, I think he'll stay on the bench, but come on probably after 20, 25 minutes. What's your expectation? I think, yeah, probably 25, 30. I think you're interchanging for Laney there. Put Laney on the bench, you can bring him back um, into the middle rotation. Um, I like it. I, I think um, Maddo's got that work rate that can uh, really put pressure on uh, Penrith. And then I think, um, or it depends, I suppose, because uh, Murata will be a defending kick out. Usually Penrith have been doing that swap between kick out and Liam Martin, so that could change. And then um, Lane will be up against Capewell. So um, I, I actually hope Maddo starts. I think that um, having that those two 80-minute second rowers um, will really help us and help that middle rotation where we can... Um, have Papa on for 60, have Junior on for 60, have Reg on for 50 or 60, and then you can bring uh, Cardi or Cardi in for 20-minute spark or 30-minute spark and then see if we can create some points with through him. How do you, how do you say it, Bertie? Oh, yeah, look, I'm I'm still a bit um, upset that Lane's starting only because he just stands there in defence when, when the ball's past him. And, you know, you look at last time we played, not last time, second Two games ago, we played them, and up, his, up he picked him out of the defensive line. And look, he's a lot of building defense because he cuts corners. But um, look, I don't know whether or not uh, Maddo can play. You know, first up after what five weeks it is being now. But um, look, if if he, if if Brad Arthur promised me promises to me that uh, Lane will only play like what forty minutes, I'm okay with it. Any more than fifty minutes, it's like the Bryce Cartwright effect. You know, he can't play more than thirty minutes before he starts. Errors start creeping into his game. So if Brad Arthur's on point with his interchanges and can see Lane is, you know, struggling and um, you know, cheating in defense, you gotta hook him straight away. So But I'm digging Murata up against uh Kikau. I think Murata will kill Kikau, essentially run him, run over him and you know Murata's like a missile in defense, so yeah. Um other than that, uh maybe Nathan Brown, like how did he uh pull up from injuries? You know, that could be like um a bit of cover there. But uh yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just praying to God uh that Lane does it put in the Barry Crocker? Yeah, so I think uh, the main issues are the ones that have all been there um, throughout the year for us, which is that edge defence. Um, Ferguson, trust your inside centre. Don't give so much room on that outside. I know you use the the, the touch touchline as, as an extra defender, but you can't be five metres uh, in, especially with... Is he scheduled to go up against Toto? Yeah, especially with Toto, who we know who can bury in and, and is quite a good finisher as well. He needs little room to move. Um, so it's really just that edge defence that, that has me worried. Um, other than that, you know, I think we've got to go at uh, Jerome Luai. Um, he's been down on form, um, and he's somebody who I don't know if he can be baited, but um, he's certainly somebody who likes to trash talk all game. So maybe getting under him and making him a little bit quiet is something that we need to do. And then I'd... Well, I think on that side we can, as Birdie pointed out, um, kick out against Murata there. You don't have to run any fancy lines. Just make kick out, get him making tackles. If you have him making tackles, he'll make an error eventually or he'll be lazy eventually. And I think if you get him and then Moses running off that, I think between Luai and kick out you can find some space there. Um, and then 
I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, you know, their forward packets out now. It's James Fisher Harris is probably one of the informed props this season. Upside Coruscant, we saw that earlier in the year when they had more of an understrength team. Uh, that he uh, managed, he's very crafty around hooker. He's been doing it for years, and you know, he, there's a reason he played hooker for New South Wales this season. Um, he's one of the better we need ones. To, we need to get him making 55 tackles plus, which I think has been uh, when you go through um, games in the past where we've played Penrith or when Coruscant's played against Manly as well, um, we've really targeted him in defence. There was one game there against Manly, I think he missed nine or ten tackles. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, yeah. And I do remember when we got him tackling his ass off. Uh, then I'm just trying to think of who else. Actually, could... I think that was the game that Ruan Sims gave him. That's right, the one to Dalyampo. Was it one point or two or points? One. I can't remember. Uh, neither can I. But it was one of them. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely that game because it was like one for the most try assists, two for the most tries, and three for the most tackles or something like that. It was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, and it was a game where she couldn't have even seen it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she was playing footy at the time. And then, you know, Nathan Cleary's their main man. He's not going to be ruffled. He, he, he doesn't get his feathers out of joint. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I just think their centre pairing's there to be exploited. Uh, Matt Burton, we know, is very good in attack, but defensively. And Paul Momorowski, you know, he's still got the stink of the uh, Tigers on him. Um, yeah, just, uh, I think that's somewhere that can be exploited. Uh, and also, as I, yo, you know, he's their main link man, and he's a workhorse in defence as well. I just, uh, yeah. They're obviously a very good team. They finished second for a reason. Uh, we're going to have to play at our best to beat them. And um, hopefully uh, we play up to uh, their level this week as opposed to us paying down to Newcastle last week. So um, all in all, you know, we don't have our full-strength team out there. We're missing our starting nine, uh, whereas Penrith seem to be pretty much full-strength, um, which is, you know, they seem to be kissed on the dick recently in respect of injuries. Uh, full-strength plus one. Tavito Pengai Jr. come over as a mercenary. So Yes, um, that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, um, our best out there, I think we can match it. Whether or not um, we can come through in the clutch is something to remain to be seen. But I think we've all said from the beginning, if we weren't finishing in the prelim, it's been a failure. Or at least I have been saying that. So <laughs> we need to get this done and get on to the next week of the finals. Yeah, I agree. I just think, <clears throat> excuse me, um, need to lift the intensity. Um, as you've said, in the past, three finals that we've uh, played in. We've uh, fin- we've dropped out in the second round. Um, unfortunately, I think that's, you know, one of them was to the hands of the Storm. Um, one of them was the hands of uh, the Cowboys, who eventually finished up grand finals that year. Um, and then last year, we just... No, it's Cowboys, Souths cr- and Souths. We've dropped out. Cowboys, Souths and Souths? No. Yeah, 2017 Tw- Cowboys, 2019 2019 South, 2019 Storm. Wasn't it Souths? No, because we beat the Broncos. I remember we lost to Melbourne Storm. Oh, we lost to Melbourne Storm ah, okay, after the Broncos bad. game. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. So, yeah, um, Cowboys eventual grand finalist. Storm uh, eventual grand finalist. I think they won the Prem that year, didn't they? 2019. No, because they would have won two. I think the Roosters won that year. Ah, yeah, Roosters. Nah, yeah, eventual grand finalist. That ra- that's right. Was that the yep. Raiders and Roosters? Yeah. Um, yes, and then yes. South Sydney. I think we just crumbled last year. Up uh, by ten at half time. Yeah. Um, after that, Damien cooked non-sin bin and then just they ran away with it. Uh, we couldn't match them. So this year we need to lift intensity. You know, obviously there's things that happen in game that you can't think of beforehand. Um, but I think if we stay injury-free and we play to the level that we know we can, I think we can win. Birdie, last, last chat. Yeah, I'm confident 
Oh, I'm confident because um, if we can put in that Melbourne Storm performance, we can beat anyone. You know, Melbourne, they're a better team than Penrith. So, like, if we can replicate that, you know, scramble um, scramble defense on point, you know, you know, run hard, um, cut the errors out, I think we can... I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident we can get them, you know. Um, first time we played them, they were under strength, you know, we were a bit under strength, we only lost by, you know, a field goal. Second time, you know, we are playing a reserve grade and they are playing their full strength and it, didn't, it took them, you know, a couple of trick plays and... You know, it wasn't until like the 60th minute where they pulled away. So I think, you know, our full strength team, to a degree, we can beat them. I'm confident in us. We just got to target, um, Crichton's a bit suspect under the high ball. You know, um, you know, drops a few bombs and, you know, Otto was like four foot tall. So just target him. But um, other than that, um, I think our, our pack will bash them. You know, we got Ray Stone in the pack. Too easy. Um, all right, well, let's go. I, I think that's all that we can say. Um, Birdie, first try score, eventual tr- score. Yes, yeah, so our first try scorer. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Mitch Moses, and I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, Mitch Moses first try scorer full time. I'm thinking we're gonna win twenty six Panthers sixteen, and um, I think we're gonna lead the whole way, lead from start to finish, and um, we're gonna put in our our best performance yet. And uh, bye bye Penrith. Him. Him. Yep, I'm thinking. Sorry, uh, Parramatta eight, Penrith six. First try scorer, Isaiah Papali'i. Okay, I'm going to say Eels 25, Penrith 24. Uh, first try scorer is going to be, yeah, Penasini, sorry. Yeah, Ham, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> That's all right. Anyone's, uh, no, I won't. Everybody can get Anyone's... on the penis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, we've lost to them twice this season in the regular season, um, so it's time to get one back over them um, and get a win. Uh, so let's get up for it. Uh, all right, well, let's um, leave it there. Well, um, off-season, a bit of off-season stuff there, Birdie. Uh, your, your boy's going close, but not close enough. Yeah, I just... I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of um, every team I follow getting shafted by the officials, like... You know, week one last year, we did the exact same thing, and um, we got pulled up on a pushing or shoving, you know, and this week, this year, the same thing happened, but we don't, like, I just, I'm getting sick of it, and I wasn't confident, heading, I was confident heading into the season just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I thought it was a flip of a coin who would win the division between us and Redskins, but after on the Thursday night, I'm confident we, we're going to be a top four team. I reckon we, we I'm talking, um, What's what's the what's the week before the conference finals or whatever it is you know the prelim I'm confident in that we'll make that and um yeah other than that uh Dak Prescott man he just he threw the ball a lot you know for someone who didn't throw it all preseason he you know he he got out there and he threw it like sixty times I think yeah you've got to be happy with that so um yeah well you know I was confident with his um because it's an ankle injury if it was a knee I'd be worried because um with the the you know the pass rush coming at him but um you know we had a few drop balls and um yeah you know all the odds were stacked against us and you know to to lose only by two points you know against the Super Bowl champs who have brought everyone back I'm fairly confident but yeah how confident are you about your two teams oh sorry both your teams um the Packers um yeah week one uh, you know New Orleans they've been playing all their stars throughout the preseason we haven't played any um, to get beat down like that was pretty bad, but, you know, you'd sort of flush week one. I don't think you can worry too much about it. I think Rogers needs to shave his head. I think the long hair is getting to his eyes. <laughs> Did you see that that uh, meme? It's like... <laughs> no. A wine. No, a there was another one. Rogers it was like um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, sure, I'll come back and play for you with a big winky face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Um, yeah, other than that, um, I think the biggest surprise for me was, um, besides your game, was uh, Tennessee and Arizona. I thought Tennessee would win that, but yeah, I don't know. My fantasy, I've got I've got, two, I've got two leagues in fantasy. I've won, I won my first week, and the other one I lost, so 50-50. Yeah. No, I um, yeah, did fine. This week, I, I yeah, I got a big win, actually, about 40-odd points, so uh, did quite well uh, with my uh, first round. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, Eels need to get a win on the weekend, get through that prelim, um, but they've got a tall, tough ask against them against up a very good Penrith team, um, who's been one of the better teams for the last two years. So, uh, fingers crossed for the boys. Pray to those footy gods, Ham. I know that you, um, you do. Uh, so, uh, let's see that we can... Yeah, yeah, we can start uh, praying to them tonight for a win on Saturday night. And having said that, I think it is time to wrap up the podcast now. Catch you on the next Para Podcast. Cheers. See you, Zen. Thank you.